Welcome back to the 27th episode of the Knicks Rewind Podcast. I'm Johnny Kirvin. Moan Smith. And we've got kind of a weird episode today. We're going to revisit the Porzingis era in New York, and we're going to talk about the trade and our reactions and everything, because we weren't doing this podcast a couple of years earlier when the trade went down. So we're going to talk about the draft, and then his rookie season, his second season, his third season, and then the trade. And we're just going to go through it and talk about some of specific some of his best games, some of the Phil drama, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. be sure to check out Twitter at Nick's Rewind Pod, our website, nicksrewind.com. And yeah, let's get into it. Owen, all right. Owen, how you been? How you been these past? We haven't done a podcast in about like what a week and a half. It's been kind of a while. Week and a half, I think. So you know, ca- let's catch up. Mm-hmm. What's going on? It's been good. You know, um, I've been enjoying life, um, staying inside. You know, doing good. I don't know. Yeah. What about you? The weather's finally getting better. I'm upstate, so I'm just I I'm, I can go outside a little bit, and we've got like a yard out here, so. It's been nice to have the warm weather. It's been in the 80s and the 70s, so we finally had a shift from all the rain and everything. Yeah, I agree. So let's get into it. The 2015 NBA draft. We were the worst team in the league, obviously. We had that year before. That was horrible. We We wanted the first overall pick. We were the the second worst team in the league. Didn't we have 17 wins that year? Yeah, but we weren't the worst team in the league. Some rules were 16 and 66, we were 17 and 65. Oh, okay. But we were hoping for the because first Because they had the best odds. We won like two games at the end of the year. I think we went like two and one in our last three games or something. And the worst team in the league, Timberwolves, got the first overall pick. And we got the fourth overall pick. Right. So we slipped a little bit. We were hoping for a top three. We got the fourth. And I mm-hmm. remember we were watching the draft together. We had a little draft party. And we... Everyone knew that Cat was going first, so that was set in stone. Then D'Angelo Russell obvious, went yeah. second to the Lakers, which was like the first surprise of the draft. And we were like, oh my God, we might get Okafor. Yeah. But obviously then Philly picked Okafor. I and, never wanted Okafor. Yeah, and then your boy, you always, you've always you liked him since day one, even before we drafted him, Porzingis. Um, yeah. I was never, when I, when we drafted him, I was worried, and I didn't really know much about him. But you were ready to, you know, hop on the train, and you were following him for a while. Yeah. Full full disclosure. Um, at the beginning of this episode, I was just about as big a Porzingis fan as you can possibly be. Um, so this might be a, a tough episode for me. Um, yeah, so, you yeah. were you were late to him on like the 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 tall, lanky white dudes. Yeah, I mean, like everyone kind of like. I don't know. It's cool to have an NBA star that like looks kind of exactly like you. Like I'd literally go places and everyone would be like, like even like last summer I was at basketball camp and like literally the head trainer, like this is after he got traded, called me, just called me Porzingis all the time. Yeah. It was just sad. Like I was, I was like, okay. Yeah. So, so we drafted Porzingis and you know, there's a summer of hope and we had Phil Jackson and everything. 
And then I think how long after the draft did Phil say that Porzingis might be too tall for the game? I think it was like leading up to the season. Um, I think it was on. I think it was on first take, and he was like, "Yeah, similar to Sean Bradley, like he might just be too tall for the game." And it's just like one of the many things that Phil has just said out loud that should probably be kept to himself. Yeah, and not um, said on national television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that happened. But that kind of got forgotten. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of forgotten about. I, I you had to remind me about that. I didn't remember that. And then his rookie season. The team finished 32 and 50, but it was like an exciting season. You know, we had Melo, Porzingis, et cetera, et cetera. And we were at the home opener where we lost to Atlanta. But mm-hmm. one of my, one of the favorite plays that we saw live was the spin dunk off of Paul Millsap on the fast break. <sighs> and that got the garden going. That was tough. Yeah. That was tough. That was a nice, yeah, yeah that was really nice. And he had a bunch of, like, he had a bunch of great moments that year. Um, Johnny made fun of me for this when we were making the outline, but I like I remember he had 29 against the the Hornets at home. Um, he also had his nasty putback dunks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Against like over Aldridge and against the Raptors, he did like three of them within the span of a couple weeks. Yeah, and he I don't know he he kind of had this like grit and like you know like coolness about him that mm-hmm. like every Knicks fan just kind of like fell in love with yeah he had like the uh, swagger and then New York immediately kind of related yeah. to him like he spoke perfect English like made jokes I don't know like started saying fuck out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> all that stuff and yeah. then you know the team also <laughs> had like guys like Gary and Grant Galloway um which I don't know I was excited about and Derek Williams had a little career resurgence and Things were yeah. looking good, you know. We didn't win that many games, but 32 was definitely an improvement from 17. Yeah, I mean, 15 plus, yeah, adding 15 wins is is a for sure. Thing. It's a sign of success. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we were, yeah, like I said, we were at the home opener, and then he had a shoulder injury late that year. But overall, it was a good season for Porzingis. Let me pull up his stats really quickly to get the exact numbers. He had 14.3 points per game, two blocks, which was great for a rookie. I think he led rookies in blocks. Yeah, in blocks, yeah. And uh, shot good from the line. And he was just obviously the guy that you could go to. He's a stretch big and, um, you know, stuff like that. No, he was new and he was exciting. And he like, he hit threes and dunked the ball and, you know, like hustled yeah. um and all those were exciting things and like expectations were sky high for kp going in a year too yeah um and yeah and then it was a the trend started but we thought this was kind of like just like a rookie wall well we started 22 and 22 but then we fell off drastically because porzingis started playing worse and the team just got worse and then obviously we had playoff hopes at the first half of the year but it didn't end up you know no, I mean the team wasn't the team wasn't great like in theory. I mean we were like very mediocre and then like a couple of people got hurt and I mean I don't remember much about that like falling apart and then Fisher got fired and we hired Rambis and I we lost a bunch of close games um which is usually how a team like that falls apart. Like a not great team that kind of treaded water for a while, got lucky in a couple of close games. And then stop getting lucky in close games. Because um, good good teams win close games, bad teams lose them, generally. Yeah. So Let's go into his second season. That We did a podcast on this season about two weeks ago. It was the Derrick Rose, Joakim yeah. Noah era. 
and this team was obviously a shit show and we lost one extra game than the year before but Porzingis was looking good he had almost 19 points per game um he had some specific games that if you want to talk about you can and he just had a really hot start and you know the team there wasn't as much chatter because the team had guys like Mello and Derrick Rose guys with big egos and you know even Brandon Jennings (laughs) my guy back in the day but um everyone knew what Porzingis was about during this time yeah no he was good he looked he looked really good um at times he looked like frail and fragile i'd say in terms of like he first started really getting hurt i feel like this year his injury um that kind of hampered him for a while but he also had some crazy good game like he had some crazy moments um like i remember he went toe-to-toe with Giannis, um and we had lost like four in a row at that point we were like falling apart and kp hits a three comes down the court blocks two shots Blocks Giannis twice, I think, and then pulls up from like the logo mm-hmm. and drains a three. And I remember being in the car, like listening to that on the radio, and I like slammed like my hands so hard on the car seat, I like hit um, a seatbelt, and I like got a, had a big cut on my hand for like a few months. <laughs> but no, like I yeah, I was excited, and yeah. I don't know, we kind of fell apart. That team fell apart. I mean, we did a whole episode on that season, so. Be sure to check that out. Yeah. Um, but it was a good year for KP. Um, and this was a trend for a while. He stayed relatively quiet in the media um, in terms of like voicing complaints. Like, I mean, I'm sure he said at times like, oh, it's been a tough season, et cetera, et cetera. But he was never outwardly complaining about management thing, anything like that. He seemed happy and right. content in New York. Right. And then that's after that season, that postseason is when things kind of started falling apart. With the yes. uh, skipped exit meeting, that was the one thing, and then the trade talks for like Laurie Markinen, and then that's when Knicks fans really started turning on Phil. Or we we had already kind of been yeah. against Phil because we know how bad the joke kind of turned on was. Phil because the team has been bad. Yeah. Um, but I remember the he skipped the exit interview, and Phil immediately was kind of like, "We got to trade this guy," mm-hmm. um, instead of trying to work it out with him. Um, and he had a couple of deals lined up. Um, I think he almost traded him to Phoenix, um, for the fourth pick and a, like a few starters. Um, so he would have picked Josh Jackson. That's the guy he really wanted. Um, Oof, thank God. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter at this point, but that would have been a disaster. I mean, it doesn't matter now. Yeah. I mean, I'd maybe I'd even rather have Josh Jackson than the return we got from the Mavs. Um, but you know, another one was to Boston. We were going to get a bunch of picks. Um, and, and in retrospect, some of these trades, like, I wish we had done. Like, I think we would have gotten, like, three firsts from Boston. Right. Or, two or, or like, Laurie Markkinen, who I'm a big fan yeah. of. Yeah. He had a pretty bad Nick yeah, Twitter, like, really. He had a bad year, him. but Boylan was I mean, also no, I, not I mean, no, we wouldn't well. have gotten Laurie Markkinen. Because um, the plan was to trade KP and then pick Laurie Markkinen at eight. Right. Where we picked Frank. But we, but he went, Laurie went seven to the Bulls. So after that, obviously, we had the Phil drama and everything. And then the third season was like the fun, the really fun season. I mean, this was the worst statistically at the end of the year. This was the worst KP season where we only won 29 games and lost 53. But some of the games this man had in the first half of the season before his ACL injury were ridiculous. And like 
seemingly we had also like repaired the relationship. Yeah. Because like Phil got fired, which it seemed like he was obviously the problem. And it was like, okay, things are going to get better. Um, but I know KP loved Mello, um, which probably took a toll on him, mm-hmm. um, like trading Mello. And then, yeah, and then KP started balling out, like really balling out. Yeah. Not even like, you know, occasional 30 plus point game his sophomore year. Like he had like six or seven 30 point games within our first like 15 last. Like he was going crazy. Yeah, for sure. Blocking and then, shots. Like he had the 40 yeah. ball versus Pacers, the 38 versus Nuggets, 35 versus. And then the Lakers game was one of my favorite Knicks games of the past few years. With, Pacers um, game was really fun. Pacers game was great too because what Fra- he had forty and Frank also hit a huge shot. Yeah, KP like I think we were tied with like a minute left, and KP like got doubled and passed it to Frank. Yeah, and Frank the whole and he in and buried drilled it, and the whole bench was going crazy. Yeah, that was a fun ass game. And then the Lakers game for me was so fun. He hit thirty eight. Frank had that deep ass end of the shot clock buzzer beating three, yeah. which was a huge shot. And it was just the Knicks going back and forth. Like, in terms of entertainment, like, that was one of my favorite games. No, and, like, LeVar was sitting courtside. Yeah, and, yeah. And going crazy. And KP and Lonzo, there was a point they hit, like, combined, hit, like, straight threes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, that was that was. Super and went to fun. overtime, and we time. ended up winning and everything. So, yeah, those were some fun mm-hmm. games. And he was in the MVP conversation at the beginning of the year. Um, Definitely. So, like, it was, like, him. Who Do you remember who the other guys were? It was, like, Westbrook, I think, and... Harden, your usual MVP candidates that you've seen these past few years. Um, but yeah, then he, he, when he started falling off, which was like usually after January, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which, which had been a trend his yeah, first couple of years. He would hit a wall. December, like after post Christmas, he'd kind of like. Yeah, post Christmas. Yeah. And that's when the team usually fell apart too. Like when Porzingis started falling apart, the team fell apart. Yeah, exactly. And. He said he was tired playing back-to-back games. and um, Hardaway was hurt. Like, Hardaway was hurt. That's right. Hardaway, who was like the second leading scorer on that team, I think. Um, yeah, and, and Hardaway wasn't great, but that was a very shallow, thin roster. Right, and without Hardaway, you, yeah. we went to KP every time, and he didn't have any help. Yeah, and I think his legs got super tired, you know, and like you're running around with Jared Jack and Courtney Lee and – Ennis Cantor and I don't even know who started in place of Tim um, Be- Beasley. I, I don't know. It was bad. Um, that was a rough. That was a rough time. Um, and it was just I felt this like growing sense of anxiety about like KP and the Knicks and everything because I was like, where the hell do we go from here? Like we don't necessarily have a lot of exciting young players. Uh-huh. We have Porzingis. Like not, we don't have Mitch yet or anything. You know, we don't have Mitch. We don't have I that's one thing I wish I could have seen was Mitch and KP play yeah, together. Totally. We didn't have you know, and I was nervous. I was nervous for kind of like deep down, kind of nervous for how it goes. Um and we always and, kind and of felt were, he yeah. was unpredictable yeah. too. You know, like we knew he was from Latvia, we knew his brother was like had a relationship Giannis with him. Was weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was an unpredictable player. And then February 6th, he tore his ACL. This was a very devastating night for Owen and me. This was dark, man. I was so sad. Yeah. I remember after like, that game, we were just staying up mad late. We had school the next day, but we were just like, we got to figure like, out what happened. And then later that night around like midnight, I think it came out that he tore his ACL. 
No, I just like sat on my phone. I, I decided I wasn't going to bed until um, I got the notification. Yeah. Cause like, you know, when somebody hurts themselves and you, before you kind of know what it is, there are all these like Twitter doctors yeah, that are yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it looks like a torn, you know, and I was like, I had all these thoughts in my head and like, so it's, it's like never like a partially torn ACL or like I, I wanted it to be like a partially torn ACL, MCL, PCL, whatever. And then it just got, I got the notification, Chris Porzingis has torn his ACL. And it was just like the most crushing moment of my life. Yeah, it was literally brutal. like, I don't cry at all. And I swear to God, I teared up that night and was dri- like, I was so yeah, sad. it was horrible. It was horrible because he was our guy and we've been watching forever and we were like, he's the future and we can't watch him next year. And we know he's a seven, three dude. And it's going to be very hard for him to come back from this injury. And it's going to take a very long time. Yeah. So the season yeah, becomes like, yeah. screwed after that. And we suck. Um, but he does sit on the bench during the home games. He doesn't travel with the team, but he still seems excited to be there and still seems supportive of his teammates, which was a good sign. Yeah. He didn't just go MIA. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and like, no, KP seemed like a good dude. And I mean, this was a tough time for Johnny and I, because um, I Johnny and I like, were were big we were big K, kp fans mm-hmm. um like one time after school like on a random tuesday or monday um we went to new kp was having an autograph signing in new jersey mm-hmm. and johnny and i got on a train like took the path to new jersey and wait like they were giving out a hundred pairs of shoes and we got there early, and they told us there were no shoes left. Mm-hmm. And John and I were walking away, like all pissed off. Like, and the lady comes, runs after us, and grabs us. They're like, "We found an extra pair of shoes. Come." We waited in line. All, it was all night. Like all we, we went night. to like we like you stayed in line. I would, would go to get like dinner for us. Pizza, I was just gonna get pizza, like, yeah, right? Was... And we were sitting on the floor, and uh, and we were the last people in. And we'd made it. And yeah, we were the last people in. We waited so long. Um, I remember like we dapped up KP, um, took photos with him. That was that was pretty hype. Yeah. So long story short, we uh, were big KP fans. Yeah. yeah, big, big KP fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. But then that all season... we didn't hear much from him. Yeah, we didn't hear much yeah. from him at all. Like he was just kind of quiet he wasn't really talking to the media but and then that off season he was coming out with these workout videos and there was excitement and he was like he's already back he's gonna be back next year um so yeah other than like the workout videos he wasn't talking that much this off season he wasn't like i wanted he didn't hint on wanting to leave right so no like and then he showed up to media day i remember and looked happy like he looked like very content with the direction of the franchise and everyone and yeah, and, and and remember, if you remember clearly, Fisdale went to Latvia. That's right, because he was KP. like to make sure their relationship was good and they were going to be on the mm-hmm. same page, and they hung. He literally flew all the way out there just to talk and stay with KP's family for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it looked like we were going to do it. Yeah. And the year started, and we sucked. Um, and little things started coming out about how the Knicks like might not give KP an extension, how KP might not want to sign an extension. And like, I never really thought much of it. I'm like, he's signing an extension. Like he's staying. Um, Cause we didn't sign him to a rookie extension. So we could like maintain our cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, we waited 
to you know try to sign KD um, or whatever. And then you want to tell this from your perspective, the trade. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the trade. So I'll start with mine, where I was when it happened. Moment. I was. It was after school, just after school, around three o'clock. And I was just in the school gym playing basketball with some of my friends. I get a notification saying like that Porzingis requests a trade out of New York. And I was like, holy shit, what? So I'm like shaking. I'm freaking out. And 15 minutes later or something like that, the trade is official. We traded Porzingis for um, Dennis Smith Jr., a 2021 first round pick. What was the other pick again? 2023. 2023. (laughs) Because I don't think you, you can't trade picks in consecutive years right right so yeah. um we got that little return and i was like oh my god what just happened what is wrong with our front office i was pissed off and i was sad because i've been following this guy for years you know like i've been a huge fan i met the guy i felt like oh he's gonna save the franchise but um you know i, I genuinely felt like betrayed after that like i was kind of pissed off but anyway you go you go and say where you were yeah, so I had just, uh, as a part of school, um, I went to uh, Greece um, in the middle of the year for 10 days, um, and I didn't bring my cell phone. Um, and so I was, you know, or I wasn't allowed to bring my cell phone. So I was kind of cut off from everyone, you know, staying updated as I could in sports, um, you know, like checking a, the hotel laptop every once in a while, going on ESPN. And... I would always argue with my friend Joey, um, shout out to Joey, um, on the trip about like, wait till he was always like nets, 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 nets. And I was like, just wait till KP comes back. Wait till KP comes back. And I'll never forget. Like I, after the trip, I come in, whatever, I give my mom a hug, get in the car with mom and dad. And Josie, my sister jokingly goes, guess what? Owen? Guess what? This biggest smile on her face. I'm like, what? She's like, KP got traded. And I was like, stop fucking. <laughs> And then she was like, KP got traded. And my I looked at my dad and my dad nodded his head. I literally was like about to like, I don't even know. And then like my dad was like, yeah, it's rumored that they have a commitment from KD and Kyrie already. Like this might be good. And I kind of like, I don't even know. I didn't even know how to react. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was just a shocking day. And then this trade was really sketchy just because it came out 15 minutes before the trade actually went down that Porzingis requested one. So obviously they've been shopping him for a while because you don't just hear that he wants to be traded 15 yeah. minutes and then 15 minutes later you trade him. Um, so yeah. And like ironically like we played the Mavs the night before mm-hmm. and it was rumored that like Don Nelson who's their GM and like Mills were like sitting together and negotiating um, a trade. And, and, and it, it was known that um, Perry always really liked Dennis Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, front office really liked Dennis Smith because they didn't they didn't make the Frank pick. Um, that Frank pick was made by Phil. Um, so yeah. I guess getting Dennis was a big thing, and I don't even think Dallas had that many like exciting young assets besides Doncic. Um, right. Um, like they so weren't full of young. A talent. couple years later, yeah. what would you grade this trade for the Knicks? Yeah, it's an F. It's an awful. I don't trade. think you can say it's an F yet because we don't know what those picks I, no, are. No, no, I can say it's. I will give I can it a say D. It's an F. I think there's some. Ch- there's a chance there's something F. with those happens with those picks. 
And also, no, like, I mean, if you look on the bright side, he no, has you never... You can't grade a trade like that, though. Like, objectively, as a trade, like, sure, it could turn out to be great for the Knicks, but hinging a trade, like, trade's effectiveness on two late, likely late first-round picks is not a good strategy because, like, Dennis Smith is the worst, like, was the worst player in the NBA this year. He was awful. He's probably yeah. never going to play another game. But also, in a, in a you have to think of it this way. Porzingis has never stayed healthy in his life. They gave him a max contract. Like, there is a risk by giving him that much money. He's a 7'3 dude who has a bad knee, a bad Achilles, a bad shoulder. You know, it's just, it is a risky move for them. Obviously, like, if you're Dallas, you Something have to give him the money. You, know, you could have gotten a good, proven young player out of it, though. Oh, 100%. Like, they, Dallas was not the only team that wanted to talk to Yeah, 100%. And... The Knicks, this is just how the Knicks operate, and this is how the Knicks have operated for years, and it's like a core problem with it, mm-hmm. is they made the trade with the hope that they would sign right. Katie, and, Katie Kyrie. and Kyrie. And you can't That's have... That's why they made the trade. They right. hinged the trade on a hope. And for a really freaking long time, it looked like that was going to happen. And, you know... The Knicks got kind of screwed, I guess, by Katie, Katie getting hurt. Um, you can't make um, the bet of like hoping that Katie and Kyrie sign here and nothing goes wrong and they both stay completely healthy because the Knicks weren't in a position as a team to kind of wear, wear down like the um, the hurt of not having KD. Yeah, the Nets totally. are because the Nets have good young players. The Knicks don't. The Knicks needed both of them fully healthy. Um. So yeah, it was hard, and I do personally think if KD hadn't torn his Achilles, he'd be a New York Nick right now. I agree with you, yeah, but um, because uh, I do think that's where he wanted to go. But <sighs> it is what yeah, it is. It's hard. It's kind of sad revisiting this because <laughs> because such an interesting um, interesting time. Uh, but it was yeah, a fun time. My Porzingis was here, but then kind of yeah. all went to shit, and we kind of watched it all unfold, which was cool, but also sad. But anyway. That was us revisiting the Porzingis era. We didn't go as deep as we possibly could because this didn't happen that long ago. So we were just kind of, you know, revisiting it on a shallow end. We still want to find things to talk about. We're still trying to put out Nick's stuff. We're, we want to revisit another year because we had fun doing that. We're going to try to have another guest on soon. And, you know, we'll see when this hiatus is over because obviously it's boring for everybody. Are you excited for the last couple episodes of The Last Dance tonight? Yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of sad it's over. It's like the um, only thing that we have yeah, right now. Yeah. And uh, no, nothing. Just just the last dance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Stay safe. Follow us on Twitter at Nick's Rewind Pod. Nick'sRewind.com is where you can listen to all of our episodes and find our show notes. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See you.